0: Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick.
1: All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow. The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to slash The Viking Age. All right, on today's show, we've got Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers podcast. He's here to help talk about the Seahawks, who are the Vikings' week three opponent. Uh, the Seahawks are one and one, and the Vikings are 0 oh and two. The Vikings have not defeated the Seahawks until, since 2009, so uh, we will see if things change this weekend, but welcome back to the, not welcome back, but welcome to the show, Brandon. Hey,
0: it's it's great to be here uh, or back. Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know we had a good chat before we started, so it feels like I, I've been here. And yeah, the, you, you bring up the um, the record. I think this goes back to, there's a rivalry here between Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson, and I think Russ holds it against Kirk for beating him uh, on that hail mary in mm-hmm. in the uh, Michigan State, right? Yeah, so I, I don't think Russ has ever recovered from that, and so yeah, I, I think he's holding a grudge.
1: Yeah, Russell wasn't been beating the Vikings long before Kirk Cousins got there, so <laughs> it's just that's nice of you to say, but he's owned the, the Vikings pretty much since he's been in the league. All right. Speaking of Russell Wilson, he's, we've, we've mentioned he's been the Seahawks starting quarterback since 2012. The Seahawks have been in the playoffs in eight of his first nine seasons. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So why has Seattle only been able to win one Super Bowl? Or even,
0: you can even say this, why haven't they been able to get
1: to the NFC Championship since 2014?
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's been a bit of a struggle, really, ever since Marshawn left. It's mm-hmm. been kind of that drought, you know, he's had that having that pairing of, of Marshawn and Russ really was the key for those years. And man, when you bring up the fact that he's only missed the playoffs one year mm-hmm. in his professional career, I, I think it's on this show that everybody would have an appreciation for what happened that one season that <laughs> Russell Wilson missed the playoffs. It's because Blair Walsh was the field goal kicker for the Seahawks <laughs> that year. We don't so yeah, we I'm don't not bitter yet, about that that year at all. Still,
1: no, we don't. We don't. We don't have any feelings for, for that guy either. He definitely didn't help the Seahawks. Uh,
0: I mean, you know, he helped us win a playoff season. game, and he then did. the very next year we signed him to the team. So I, it's it's such a strange course of events of, of how that happened. But um, yeah, it's it's frustrating, I think, for Seahawks fans that that Russ has never been able to make it back and. You know, another big part of that too. I, I won't just put it on the uh, on, on the running game.
1: Yeah.
0: It really, it's been the defense. Uh, after the the Legion of Boom crew, yep. um, there was a game down in Arizona where, if like two of the guys, I mean, it, it just seemed like it fell apart with with injuries so quickly. Yeah. And uh, and so without that defense, it, uh, it it all worked together so well for those first couple of years.
1: Yeah, you hear you hear maybe some quarterbacks are getting like their maybe you look at Matt Stafford and they're like, Oh, he had his career wasted by the Lions. Do you think the Seahawks have or Russell Wilson is his career has been wasted the last couple of years by how how far the Seahawks have been able to get or how far they haven't been able to get?
0: I think our perspective on quarterbacks and you know, wasting away their time in any place is all destroyed by Tom Brady yeah, <laughs> and what yeah. he's been able to do over all these years because we all look at our our you know Pro Bowl, all pro caliber quarterbacks and say, Well, why can't they just do what Tom Brady does mm-hmm. and win all the time? And it's well, you know, part of the problem is because Tom Brady's winning all the time that nobody else is able to do that. So um, it's it's just it's it's tough to win. And then once you have one of those top quarterbacks who Goes from, uh, goes off that rookie contract and and starts making you know the the big bucks you know upwards of thirty million dollars. Then it it does it makes it tougher for teams to build around that quarterback. And you know we really do see it on all these teams. I, it, you could say it about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, is he being wasted there? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there's just so many other teams that once you once you look back with that perspective, yeah, it's, uh, it really, uh, Tom Brady screwed it up for everybody. Pat, Patrick Mahomes is doing pretty well. Uh, his, uh, <laughs> well, he's only a couple of years in and he's still really, you know, he's one of those guys too, who he took the type of deal that I think is yeah. going to allow the chiefs to build around him with, with the defense. And, you know, they are able to revamp that whole offensive line, but really, you know, he's in the same position as Russ. He's only one, one Super Bowl. Yeah. So
1: Yep, any and lo- any lost one. Just like yeah. just like Russell. Right.
0: Um all right, so earlier this year there were
1: there were some trade rumors involving Russell Wilson. I think uh some maybe with the Bears. There was some some rumors going around about that. How legit did you think all of that those trade rumors were involving Russell Wilson? Was there ever a time where you were like, Oh man, is he gonna be the quarterback for the Seahawks, you know, next season?
0: There was n- at no point where I was concerned that he was actually going to go. Um, there was I think the biggest discussion was around how upset was he mm-hmm. after last season. And there was something there. There there had to be something there that he was upset, and um whether it was that he wanted more control within the organization, you know, whether it was to pick the new offensive coordinator or have some kind of say in it. I think I think there was something there and the Seahawks have never been a team to be shy about allowing trade rumors to linger. We watched it with Richard Sherman mm-hmm. way back when we watched it with Earl Thomas and you know and and so every offseason the one guy that actually got traded was Frank Clark who I don't think that you know during that offseason they were looking at paying Russell Wilson a new deal they were looking at paying Bobby Wagner a new deal and so for Frank Clark it just it was difficult to try and fit all those guys in or it was going to be difficult and so to get two first round picks from the Chiefs I, I think it worked out okay in terms of trade um, they've still struggled to to build that that pass rush since he left but um, yeah to go back to your question I I the reason why I didn't really think it would happen is because we have never seen a star quarterback in his prime yeah. get traded and and what kind of haul would we have really needed to see I mean, we've we've watched the whole Deshaun Watson yep. saga yep. play out and Houston's still talking about wanting three first-round picks for him, and and yeah. with all the baggage. Yeah, all the <laughs> so if if that's what it's going to take to get a guy like Deshaun Watson, then you know what does it take for a guy with, with a whole lot less baggage with Russell Wilson? Yeah, what did did Sam Darnold go
1: for a first-round pick?
0: I think uh, he went. He may have gone. Mm, that's Maybe a good a question no but he's
1: still he's still young and you could look at his career and be like well he's still got time to like turn around and he was with adam Gase for a couple years so that probably (laughs) ruined him um but yeah yeah it's you don't you don't see quarterbacks get traded i feel like kirk cousins might be the closest to a quarterback i guess switching teams in his prime because he he went uh during free agency but he wasn't traded he probably wanted to be traded but uh, right redskins or i'm sorry the washington football team would not do that um all right, so Pete Carroll, the Seahawks head coach, he just turned 70. Uh, he does not seem like an elderly <laughs> 70 by any means. Uh, how much longer do you think he will coach in the NFL for?
0: Gosh, man, the guy just, he seems to love football so much mm-hmm. that I could see him going for another five years pretty oh, easy. Wow. He just, um, yeah, you, everybody talks about his age. It's, it's funny because, you know, he brought up, uh, not too long ago, how um, was Marv Levy for the Bills? Right, mm-hmm. that uh, yeah, when when he was coming up and seeing Marv coach, and it was about the same age that Pete is now, mm-hmm. and and Pete was commenting on how old he felt like <laughs> Levy was on the sideline, mm-hmm. and I, I I have the same feeling too about twenty, you know, because that was gosh what twenty years, maybe thirty years ago when years the Buffalo years. Bills were going yeah. to Super Bowl, yeah, and so. Yeah, it's it's weird to think that that's where Pete's at at this point. Um, yeah, it's and he just signed a new deal too, so he's yep. under contract for a few more years. I man, I, it's uh, I, I think if it were to be cut short from that, it would have to be because there was something disastrous, whether you know, performance of the football team and. Yeah. They just decided to move on or something, but yeah, I was um, going to
1: ask you if if things started to go south for whatever reason, um, do you think he would have the, I guess, privilege to choose to retire or to try and continue going?
0: It's it's a really interesting situation in Seattle after Paul Allen passed and you know passed uh, yeah. the team on to his sister Jody Allen. And just the way that that's structured, and you know, Pete has so much control within the organization. I feel like he still has quite a bit of goodwill, but if he isn't able to, if he and Russ aren't able to now go to you know, deep into the playoffs here these next couple of years, I, I think he is going to start to be on the hot seat. And you know, this year with the new offensive coordinator Shane Waldron. Now, this may be one grace period year, but if they don't do it in these next two years, the, then I think things could start heating up for Pete a little bit.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I could see that. Maybe, maybe even do you think maybe he, if he does step down from coaching, do you think you could see him in maybe like the front office, maybe do a little bit because he just doesn't want to.
0: Yeah. I, that doesn't seem like Pete's kind of deal. No.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll we'll move on from from Pete Carroll, former Vikings assistant coach. Pete, Carroll. right?
0: Yeah, it came up under Bud Grant
1: a long time ago. Yep. Um, all right, so Tyler Lockett, he's in his seventh season, uh, wide receiver for the Seahawks. He started this he started this season with back to back 100 yard games. Uh, so, what has just made him so successful this year so far?
0: You know, I think it's because a lot of attention is going to DK Metcalf, yep. but Russell Wilson and, and Tyler Lockett have always had this kind of chemistry where uh, they I mean, I I saw some crazy statistic that Tyler has never had a dropped pass in the end zone, oh, and wow. we've seen some crazy throws from Russ to Tyler where he's you know, managed to catch it, get his feet down in bounds. And he's and not the they biggest just, guy what's that he's not the biggest guy no no he's what 510 um you know he was drafted in the third round yeah he was an all-pro uh punt and kick returner his first season in the nfl and then he developed into this receiving threat Mm -hmm. and he just the way that he runs routes um and the yeah he's he's and he's not super quick like he used to be early on in his career too but it's uh, it's the little things that he can do to get separation that really helps him. And uh, and yeah, he's had an outstanding start to the season.
1: Yeah. Is there anything different maybe you think about him this year one than thing, previous years?
0: One thing that he did say here recently in a press conference was the way that this offensive coordinator, Waldron, works. Okay. there's he, he said there's a little bit more freedom to how he's able to run his routes. Oh, okay. And so he he attributes some of it to that, that maybe he, he was um, a little more, things Not were a little okay. more restricted for him before. And, and so uh, this has opened him up a little bit more. And, and I do think that DK getting a lot of attention yeah. Yeah. Uh, helps out his game as well.
1: Yeah, that'll that will definitely help. Um, all right, so the Seahawks last week, sorry to bring this up, but they were up 30 to 16 <laughs> over the Titans early in uh-huh. the fourth quarter last week titans ended up coming back winning it was an overtime yes right it was overtime yeah yep they won by a field goal uh because their kicker made the field goal
0: yeah um, and what? and we had a kicker that missed an extra point in regulation too uh, so there you, go, yeah. you guys know a little bit about that
1: hey the vikings had <laughs> both they had the same right. guy do both so it was great um but what led to the titans you know leaving that game with a win when they were down by what two touchdowns in the fourth quarter
0: yeah, uh, a lot of things had to go wrong for Seattle. One, they, I mean, Derrick Henry just got going, was uh, an absolute monster. And um, they, there was one series where, well, the, the series where Derrick Henry scored, well, it wasn't much of a series. It was two plays. But, uh, you know, they sent Jamal on a blitz on the, on the first down. Um, and then they sent him again on second down. And that's where he blitzed inside. And it just left this gaping, hole on the backside that uh, Henry just had to the only guy he had to miss really was the corner on the outside which Trey Flowers didn't even get a hand on him and then he had to beat the safety and was able to do that and then it was 60 yards so that got him right back in it uh, then the missed extra point if they don't miss that extra point then you know, it makes it a little bit tougher on the Titans to have to drive down score a touchdown and get the two point conversion um, penalties a lot of penalties um, So I think just between mental mistakes, the defense getting fatigued with the, um, with the Titans, then really focusing on Derrick Henry in that third and fourth quarter. And then the offense, um, man, Russ was just not able to get things going. It was like, he, he wanted to uh, go for the kill shots on, on multiple occasions and they just weren't there and. And and so that lack of ability to um, to really move the football in the fourth quarter and in overtime, um, yeah, that, that's what did them in.
1: So it's more. It's probably more. Obviously, the Titans did stuff to come back, but you 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 could probably say like the Seahawks probably beat themselves. You know, you hear I, that. I,
0: I think it's there. Yes, because there's so many between penalties, defense. Special teams, the offense, I mean, every one of them had to (laughs) uh, screw up somehow Mm -hmm. to lose that game. And they all did. So it it was definitely a team loss. And it's one of those ones that you wonder, you know, you you look back at the end of the season, is that really going to make a difference in the uh, in the playoff picture and how things shake out? Because that's one that you should have had. And Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson have never lost a home opener. Until yeah. now, yeah, and
1: you know you're looking at the NFC, or you look at both conferences. There's only the one seed is the only team that gets to buy. So right. you know, and if you want to be the one seed, you got to be better than the Bucks, basically. Right now, who look like you know they're the super team. So mm-hmm. any loss that you take, especially against a team like maybe like the Titans, that you know they could be a playoff team this year. They've been in the playoffs. Oh yeah, uh, they, they're, or, they're a good team. Sure. I, yeah.
0: it, it's not that. Uh, I guess it's more how they lost and not that they lost <laughs> to the Titans and that yeah. I and You also have to take
1: care of business at home. Like
0: right. that's, especially when there's fans. You have fans now.
1: You, yeah. The Seahawks got their, they got the 12s back so they And got, I think
0: that's what also frustrated me is that when they did, you know, defensively, um you know they they kind of went away from what they were doing and that every time that the Titans were dropping back to pass. You know, everybody was backpedaling, trying to keep everything in front of them. Yeah. And so all Tannehill had to do was drop back. There wasn't a pass rush, which was frustrating because, yes, there were fans in the in the, in the mm-hmm. stadium, and we thought that, you know, they had done enough with the defensive line in the offseason that they'd be able to get some pressure. We got We got to see good pressure on Carson Wentz in the opening game against Indy. And so to see no pressure, it was Tanhill drop, just drop back and he'd take the check down every time. And they just didn't dunk their way down the field.
1: I'm sure uh the Titans fix a few things after they gave out five sacks to Chandler Jones in right. week one. Um all right. So what is one aspect though that worries you the most about the this year's Seahawks team so far?
0: Uh the, definitely the corners. Um, that those two, I mean, DJ Reed, he he's been pretty good. He's not the biggest guy, but Trey flowers starting on the outside. He's been I, very much an average to below average cornerback. And so really facing a team. Yeah. You know, that was one of the big concerns with AJ Brown last week, Julio Jones, how they'd be able to to handle a, a receiving core like that. And now it doesn't get any easier facing. Yeah. Guys like Adam Thielen and, and Jefferson.
1: Yeah, and 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 they got a the Vikings got another guy now, KJ Osborne. Right stepping up. He had a long sixty yard touchdown last week, so he's been stepping up. Um it's kind of funny though, because the Titans played the Cardinals in week one, and then the Vikings played the Cardinals, and then the Titans played the Seahawks, and now the Vikings are playing the Seahawks. So it's like the Titans are like the test the test team for everybody before they <laughs> get to play the Vikings. Um
0: but I know, yeah. I and each week, like last week, I was mad at the Titans for not getting it done against the Cardinals, right. and now I'm mad at the Vikings for not getting it done <laughs> against the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't like I, this. Yeah, I
1: don't. I don't know about the Cardinals though. They, they, they can, they'll make some some plays this year, but they got they got a lot of things to fix too. Like you know, they oh, they yeah. have an, they have an explosive offense, but. I don't think anyone expects them to to win that division this year No, still, still. No but I, I
0: you know you guys had that game one and Oh uh, yeah yeah thanks yeah yeah <laughs> I mean yep. I don't I don't need to rub it I, in I, anymore yeah, but no, I was kind of counting on that win Yeah
1: um, I, uh, yeah I'm I'm <laughs> I guess I'm used to it like it In previous years, I probably would have had like a terrible Monday or whatever. But now it's just like 15 minutes after I'm like, of course, of course, our kicker. lost. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting it to go in in the the first place. So it's just (laughs) just part of life as a Vikings fan. All right. So this weekend, the Seahawks play the Vikings. Last I checked, Seahawks were only favored by one, Mm. according to Winbet. Uh, So
0: Vegas expects
1: this weekend's game to be close between the Vikings and Seahawks. Do you expect this game to be close?
0: I do. I do. I think these are two fairly evenly matched teams. Um, when, when you consider the, the strengths and weaknesses, I think it's, it has the potential to be a shootout. Um, a
1: yeah, is like 55.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think 30 points by each team. It, it doesn't seem crazy to me, mm-hmm. you know, based on what we saw from the Seahawks defense against the Titans. Yep. And based on what I've seen from, I mean, And you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I mean, the, the secondary for, well, and you know, you got Harrison Smith, who's, you know, just been a consistent presence there in the secondary, but the corners, I, I, I just think with, uh, with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, that's, Oh, they're not good. Yeah. They have have the ability to put up some points. (laughs) And (laughs) and when I look at our corners, you know, you guys are going to have the ability to put up some points. So here we go.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, I'm not, yeah, I, I think, same with you. It's not going to be a, a defensive battle, no. Um, which,
0: as much as our two coaches, yeah, they would like it to that. be a defensive battle.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. I don't. Especially on turf, indoors. I just don't. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so if the Seahawks lose this weekend, though, how does that alter your opinion? This is this question to get you out of here. How does that alter your opinion about how successful they can be this season?
0: Does well, it. Anything at all? It, um, it it really. I, I think it is still a little bit early, yep. um, you know, and with a, well, and you guys are going through it too, with yeah. a rookie play caller, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, I, I think there are some things like, because we saw some great things in week one from the offense, from, you know, Shane Waldron calling plays, things that were new. And we, we, you know, a lot of Seahawks fans are saying, Ooh, if they keep this up, yeah. then here we go. And then there's so much of that that dropped off in week two and whether or not that was, you can attribute that to Russ and how he likes to go about things or how, you know, what plays were called, Um, you know, that stuff as fans, it's, it's tough to really know, but you can start to get a sense of that. And I, I think that. You know, when you do have somebody who is is that new to calling plays, I, I think it's gonna take them a little while to to kind of get in rhythm here between the quarterback and the OC. And so, I it would be frustrating, yeah, if they lose this. But I mean, uh, you know, I when I look at the Vikings, I don't see an zero and three football team either. So, right, right. Um, it wouldn't shock me if the Vikings came away with a win. So. Um, yeah, it, it would it would be a tough start to the season. They have they have another game on the road after this, and it could be a tough start. But Pete's a guy who it, he he tends to focus on the finish rather than the start. And um it, it could mean them not ultimately winning the division, but um, you know, if they start getting things rolling between the defense and the offense later in the season, I, I think they could bounce back.
1: Uh, it's so refreshing to hear someone be like, oh, my team can go one and two and not think the sky is falling because you, sh- <laughs> you should have seen after the Vikings lost to the Bengals in week one in overtime by three points, you know, everything, fire Zimmer, you know, fire Rick Spielman, everybody, ben, trade Kirk Cousins and all,
0: all oh, of it. Well, now. I mean, if you go on Twitter, the Seahawks uh, fans are that way.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, never mind that. Yeah, um,
0: fire Ken Norton, fire yeah, Pete. You know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right, it's just social media. It's just, just <laughs> that's just how it is. Um, I guess one last thing I have though is I did see that the Seahawks right tackle is out. Yes. So does that worry you at all with Daniel Hunter lining up? Uh, he lines mo- up mostly opposite the right tackle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does worry me actually, (laughs) especially with the amount of time that Russ tends to hold onto the football for. Mm -hmm. And we, we did see him. I I felt like in, in week one, he was dropping back, getting rid of it rather quickly. And then he kind of went back to his old ways, especially in that second half. And, um, and, and Brandon shell is, you know, when he went out toward the end of last season, it was a noticeable difference at right tackle. So yeah, it was unfortunate to see. And he went down, I think on the second to last play of regulation Mm. last week too. So it, uh, yeah, their backup options there, Jamarco Jones, they also have Cedric Abwehi, who he was a first rounder for the, for the Bengals a while back that I think that if, um, we start to see early success from Hunter that, that, uh, is a boy. He back from injury too, because he was hurt in the preseason. So it it might just have to be Jones. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a concern. Adam, thanks for bringing it up.
1: You're welcome. Um, I do. Yeah. So Seahawks and Vikings seems like they play every year. Um, you know, finally it gets to be in Minnesota this year. It seems like it, every year it's prime time in Seattle. Luckily, there was right. no fans last year. That made it a little easier. You know. But, you know, the Vikings decided to go for fourth and two last year. That whole debacle of, oh, yeah. I knew as soon as Russell Wilson got the ball, he was going to drive <laughs> down the field and win. Everyone's like, no, I'll just go for two, end the game. And that oh, halftime the of that goal. game, Don't, don't give game it too. to Russell Wilson.
0: I thought there was no chance that Seattle was going to be able to come back at halftime because they had done Cook, yeah, nothing. Yeah, Dalvin Cook was destroying them, and he
1: left the game, though, at, right. at, the, at the half. He got hurt. Um, he's questionable for this game. He hasn't practiced all week, so that'll be interesting to see. The last time the Seahawks did play on the road against the Vikings was at their temporary stadium, the oh. the, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. That was the playoffs, the right? freezing. So the Vikings should have won that game, if not for <laughs> former Seahawks kicker Blair Walsh. <laughs> <What>? uh, <laughs> 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 um but yeah that's it all right all right so uh thank you for coming on brandon where can people follow you on twitter
0: yeah i am at seahawkers pod on twitter and uh seahawkers is the website for our show i also host the show for field goals.com part oh, of right. SB nation so uh, uh yeah all all the stuff there and uh yeah appreciate you having me on adam
1: no problem. Uh, that's all on you know Apple Podcast, Spotify. I'm guessing where,
0: wherever you get yeah your, your YouTube, podcasts. Apple Podcast. Yeah, we got we got all those places where you can listen to podcasts. Oh
1: yeah! All right, subscribe to those. Subscribe to this podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you. Later.